Hello, this is Audio Art Hold 28. What a, what a miserable day. I, oh dear, the rain and, of course, the horrible saga of this country goes on. Gina Miller receiving death threats. Oh. And that poor woman, Nicola Gorb, opened her gorb. I guess I haven't seen that as a headline, but I'm sure... It's crossed the minds of many feeble pun makers. <clears throat> you know, that's the other thing about just being so immediately in this relentless light, dark light of instant punishment. Badly phrased maybe, but you know, what are people going to do when there is a very enfeebled NHS? Anyway, all people, all of us are leavers, as Gina Miller said, and it wasn't simply a challenge to the Brexit vote, but it was a challenge to democracy. Ah, we know what it's about. I don't need to add commentary to this crazy, sad stuff. I, I do get very lost in it. And um, somehow I feel I can't quite come up with my weekly stream without mentioning it. But yes, so many things to mention. I think the uh, front page of certain newspapers with the row of judges was, was verging on the absurd. But not an amusing absurd. I mean, judges have always looked like customers of kinky establishments to me. You know, the waving of luncheon vouchers, I suppose, comes to mind, and the crying out for smacked bodies and spotted dick for pud. I remember somebody saying that was once a favourite in the House of Lords. The judges, out of touch with subculture, out of touch, all dressed up with nowhere to go in the real world. Somehow comedic authorities of a former time a time of empire and fair play, as if those two were only at odds in the minds of subversive, the subversives, but enemies of the people. Wow, judges as enemies of the people. What a turn up. I mean, underneath all that strange costume, those are people who are educated and who've studied the law. And yes, we're not a dictatorship. I think of Theresa May and a dream I once had of my friend Melissa who'd got tangled up in the wild roots at the bottom of a garden. It wasn't just any garden. It was the Kubrick's garden in St Albans where she actually lived for a few years. And I often look at a deep, square canvas I'm looking at now of meticulously painted tree life. It's a kind of arboreal window into dark dreams of, of gardens, of trees. And I look at it before I sleep. But I never, if ever, dream of Melissa or the Kubricks. It was a dream of a long time ago. 
Stanley Kubrick was still alive when I had the dream of Melissa being in danger at the bottom of his garden and I ran to get his help. I remember like it being very wet. It's the atmosphere of a dream of wet foliage and me trying to sort of race through it slowly, dragged back all the time by branches and the stuff of nightmare fairy stories. And I finally got to him in a well-lit kitchen and I went, Melissa's in real danger. And he just said to me, down with the creepy crawlies, the failed vicar's daughters go. I can't really remember his voice, slightly American, not maybe as American. Down with the creepy crawlies, the failed vicar's daughters go. I must add that Stanley Kubrick himself did not say those words. He said those words in my dream, so I guess I was him. They were my words. But I think of those words every time I look at Theresa May, and it seems to me the worst of... Ah, oh, everything. Anyway, enough of that. The success of a life is a failure of love somehow. I just wonder what Jesus the Helper would make of all this. As I attend the long-lasting end time, and it really is of my mother, I, I really contemplate faith. I think of Samuel Beckett going back in 1950 to his mother in Dublin. And I think of souls. In fact, I turn her cries of impatience, like, oh, God, oh God, help me, into prayers by some curious method. Oh, universe, goddess, higher power, anything, inner power, hidden strength, whatever, come forth. Hear, hear us in our hour of need. Help, help her. Thumbs up to the universe. Jem, I'm not hiding the names here or anonymizing. met a wonderful singer in Porto recently, and this unusual, beautiful man, Lonnie, I must find out his name, Lonnie, um, pressed his thumb up against Jem, up against Jem's thumb, and said, thumbs up to the universe, man. I might have got his voice entirely wrong. Anyway... Has a much groovier vision than begging an old white bearded kit. Mm, just as well, another reason to be cheerful for not being uh, famous. God, imagine saying that and having the big spotlight of doom on you. Be, ah, death threats. A go-go. But it seems a bit feeble to celebrate anonymity as I did last week by bragging about drinking on buses with my friend Katie. It's not the best example of this privilege. But, uh, yeah, there is a great privilege in it. And uh, I really feel for all the people, and I mean the good people, who've put their heads above the parapet and are really getting something terrible back. Opinion... I was thinking of this has never been more dangerous in my lifetime and um, I quake but I'm so glad there are so many people really 
using that very strange experience of being known to say things that are incredibly important, indeed vital. Anyway, as uh, Art Hole 28 draws to a close, all I can say is thank you for listening and uh, bye for now.